Hey everybody, it's Wednesday and uh, thanks for joining me tonight for tonight's Midweek Moment. And before we get started tonight, I just want to invite you out to our services. We're seeing more and more people uh, coming back to church. I think we're on the other side of this virus thing. So every Sunday morning, 9.15 and 11.15, we've been having incredible services. And just amazing worship and, and times of just praying one for another, encouraging one another. So make sure you get out to one of our services, 9.15 or 11.15, okay? All right, tonight I want to talk about turning on the light. So make sure that you share tonight's midweek moment, turning on the light. A few weeks ago, Diane and I were driving at night, and uh, I, I noticed uh, that there was a, a vehicle coming toward us that didn't have their headlights on. And of course, I'm flashing my headlights, trying to get them to respond and turn their lights on. And uh, I said to Diane immediately, that guy needs to turn on his lights. It's important that we turn on the spiritual light in our life. And in John chapter seven and eight, uh, we have recorded the dialogue that Jesus was having with the religious leaders of his time. And we know that they were seeking to expose him as a false teacher, as a heretic, and hoping to eventually kill Jesus. Can you imagine getting up every day and knowing that people are out to get you? When I say out to get you, not just out to destroy your reputation and your credibility, but literally out to kill you. Now I know you and I may have critics in our life. We probably have some haters in our life, but I don't think it was nearly as serious as the situation Jesus was facing in his life. And I would say to you, if you have haters and criticizers that are pushing back on you or pushing back on your testimony for Christ, just remember who you are in Jesus, stay true to who you are, stay true to who he has called you to be, and keep going forward, my friend, all right? All right, John chapter eight, verse number 12, let's pick it up. Then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, you are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true. In other words, you're lying about yourself. Jesus answered and said to them, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh. I'm not judging anyone. So we see here that Jesus claimed to be the light of the world. And immediately they jumped on that statement. Here you go again, making up these wild claims about who you are, claiming to be equal with God. Then you appear as your own witness to validate your own claims. In other words, they were saying, not only are you not who you say you are, but no one else is testifying on your behalf. You have to testify for yourself. And he said, hey, I know who I am. I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. So I don't need anybody else to be my witness. I don't need anybody else to testify for me. In other words, Jesus was saying, I know that I'm God in the flesh. I know that the heavenly father sent me that I have a divine purpose and I know that I'm returning back to heaven soon. So I don't need anybody else to validate who I am. It's important that we know who we are in Christ. It's important that we don't allow people to intimidate us or talk us out of our spiritual confidence or our faith in Christ. Uh, we need to be as Christ-like as we can, 
I know we're not perfect. Jesus was, we're not. But if we're sincerely trying to represent him, then we need to carry on, my friend. Don't let anyone intimidate you. Jesus said he was the light of the world. So now we have to ask the question, what is the significance of light? Well, light is a very important subject in John's gospel. We see John using the word light and often the word life together. In fact, in John's epistle in 1 John 1, 4, here's what John said. He said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In Jesus was life, and that life was the light of men. Not only in John's gospel, but throughout scripture, light and darkness are very significant, very meaningful, very symbolic. The Bible speaks of a kingdom of light, God's kingdom, and scripture speaks of a kingdom of darkness, which is the kingdom of Satan. Now we know in the natural world that there is natural light, but we have to realize that in the spiritual world, there is spiritual light. So let's talk about natural light just for a moment. Uh, darkness and light in the natural are important because when you think about light, light illuminates darkness. When you think about darkness, darkness represents the unknown. I mean, when, when we're walking in darkness, we're disoriented in darkness. We, we can't find our way in darkness. We know that when we're walking in darkness with the absence of light, that that we can trip, we can fall, we can hurt ourselves. And oftentimes danger and harm lurks in darkness. Oftentimes crimes are committed in darkness. That's why we have street lights. Uh, that's why we need to turn on our headlights when we're driving at night because darkness presents the unknown and the danger. In scripture, darkness represents Satan, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, and it also represents sin. When we talk about darkness in scripture, we, we are talking about confusion. We're talking about hatred. We're talking about jealousy. We're talking about racism. We're talking about murder. We're talking about strife. We're talking about immorality. In scripture, darkness covers all of those things, all of those subjects, everything that's dangerous and harmful to humanity falls under the subject of darkness, i.e. the kingdom of darkness. Remember back in the book of Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth? Remember in Genesis 1 that, that God said, let there be light and then the world began? So God created light, listen to this, God created light as an antidote to darkness. And light gives order to creation. Uh, life makes life possible. Light is essential to biological light, or biological life, I should say. That's why you have to have sunlight for things to grow. So light is necessary for life, for life to, to exist, to thrive, to flourish, for life to even prosper. Spiritual light and life listen, can only be found in Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And this is the opposite of, of what the world teaches. It's the opposite of what contemporary culture or society thinks because the secular culture of our world today, the unbelieving culture of our world today considers themselves to be enlightened. 
Oh, I'm enlightened by the internet. I'm enlightened when I, when I practice meditation. Well, the truth of the matter is there is no true enlightenment or light or life apart from Jesus Christ. And that's why many so-called enlightened people consider us as Christians to be living in the dark ages. But Jesus flips the script. He says, that's not the way it is. I am the light of the world. And light is significant in scripture and in the spiritual realm. So the question is, how do we turn on the light? How do we turn on the light? Well, verse number 12. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's it. You wanna turn on the light of Christ? You have to follow Jesus. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, yes, it means that I acknowledge that I have sinned in my life. Yes, it means that I acknowledge that Jesus was crucified for my sin. Yes, it means that I confess my sin and I ask him to forgive me of my sin. And yes, it means I invite him in to be the Lord of my life. That is following Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. Following Jesus is more than just uh, mental assent or offering words and asking for forgiveness. True faith in following Jesus is more than mental, it has to be practical. So following Jesus, and this is what he's asking here, following him means I make a conscious choice to change direction in my life. My life is going in this direction, I make a conscious choice to follow him. I've been going this way, he's going that way, I turn or I repent and I follow Jesus Christ. That means that I turn off the dark road that I've been on and I get on the lit road or the illuminated road that Jesus provides for me. It means I take scripture seriously. It means that uh, whatever he asked me to do, that's what I do. I have to obey scripture. It means following him and being committed to him. In fact, I think in, in John's gospel in the previous chapter, chapter eight, Jesus really said it best. He said, if you hold to my teachings, then you're really my disciples. If you hold to my teachings, if you take what I say serious, and if you do your best to apply my teachings to your life, you are following me. And when you follow me, you are walking in light. Because remember, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So here's the question. Are you following Jesus? Or are you asking Jesus to follow you? Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we're going in this direction and we say, hey Lord, come over here and follow me. Come over here and bless me. Come over here and provide for me. But that's not following Jesus. Following Jesus is saying, Lord, which way are you going? And I want to get in step with you. So my prayer for you this week is that you will follow Jesus, that you will take his commandments and his word seriously, that you and I will apply it to our life. And when we do, we will walk in light and we're gonna find that we're stumbling a lot less than if we weren't following him. God bless you. Hope to see you in one of our services, 915, 1115. See you soon.